Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Chris James. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Chris James. So, Elizabeth, tell me, have you ever turned blessing into pride? What kind of question is that? Well, you know. <laughs> it's a personal question, isn't it? It can be, yeah. Sure, well, a lot of us have that issue. Yeah, I think at some points in my life I have uh, turned blessings um, mm-hmm. into superiority. Like, I, I felt like I had so many blessings in my denomination. I could mm-hmm. learn so much about the Bible that I could look down on other people and you know i have repented from that and and god has (laughs) forgiven me but uh you remind me of something i think it was orberg or lucato one of of the two that that mentioned in his book um uh, a guy that wrote a book he says (laughs) it sounds like the guy that wrote the book humility and how i achieved it oh hey well that's a great (laughs) title there humility Uh and how i achieved it so once you once you say that you already know that uh, yeah it's a a bit of an oxymoron yeah a book you shouldn't read right (laughs) but i think many of us have a struggle with the fact that when we're blessed and Mm -hmm. we have revelations of of the love of god and 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 we get into the word of god and all of a sudden you can easily feel start mm-hmm. feeling superior to other right. people. And it could even be blessed with talents. You know, a lot of people yes. in the music industry and the art industry have issues with that, obviously, Yes, as and, well, you know, so. we work in media full-time, and we've mm-hmm. seen people that became a little bit of a star, and, and you know. Yeah. And I got, God wants us to remember that everything we have comes from Him, mm-hmm. and that yeah. we really don't deserve any of this. <laughs> That's yeah. why this, this series of radical discipleship uh, reminds us that we are ordinary people, people accepting, accepting extraordinary, extraordinary grace. grace. Yeah. And um, uh, today we're going to talk about James. He's the mm. third disciple, and, and he had a few issues. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> like the rest of them, like all of us. <laughs> like all yeah, of yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the issues that you know about James? Well, he, he was like, you know, his brother, son of thunder, you mm, know? Yeah. So, apparently, he, he had a know, little bit of a, a little bit of a, an attitude <laughs> and a little bit of a, you know, ego. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, as you mentioned, his brother John and, and, and James were both nicknamed by Jesus, yeah. mm. uh, sons of thunder. thunder. So, obviously, they, they were a little bit of, uh, you know, yeah. ego issues there. Yeah. And and he was passionate. He was blessed mm, yeah. uh, in many ways. And, and one of the blessings things like John is that he was part of that close inner circle of Jesus. Yeah. You know, Jesus had, we have talked about different levels of discipleship. He mm-hmm. had the 12 disciples and then yes. he had other disciples like the 70 that right. went yeah. out. And then he had a bigger group like mm-hmm. the ones that were in the Pentecost waiting and praying. Mm-hmm. But within the 12, there were three that were very close to him. Yeah. And those were Peter, Peter James and John. Peter, James and John. So yeah. constantly we see in the gospel. So he called Peter, James mm-hmm. and John. So Peter's yeah. always first. And it's interesting that he called them in that order too. Yes. yes you know, yes, yes, I mean yes. it's 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 an order that Jesus actually called them in, not just an order that of importance that they ended up being as yeah, well. Yeah, we we so. don't know exactly why the lists uh, are the way that they are. We have four mm-hmm. lists in in the gospels and acts. And and of, of course, these people are writing under the influence of the Holy Spirit. But right. um, Peter is always first. Mm-hmm. But James, many times, is second. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting. And, and uh, something very important is that he was the first disciple to be killed. Yeah. 
he was the first martyr. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's read that in Acts yeah. chapter 12, verses, verses 1, 1 and 2. 2. Yeah. yeah. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. Obviously, he had become some kind of a leader or something cause, because Herod thought that it would please Herod ah, targeted him. Right, yeah. So and then he ple- was happy that it pleased the Jews. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So somehow James eventually became somebody yes. that mm-hmm. that people said, oh, this is a leader in the first mm-hmm. century church. So he became a martyr. You know, um, martyrdom would be part of many of the disciples' yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was the first one. And, and it's, it's kind of tricky because what it says when, when Herod saw that he pleased the Jews, then he arrested Peter. Peter because yeah. it was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is going well. This is going well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's keep it up. That's yeah. right. And and so he obviously was targeted and, and he is mentioned after Peter in two different lists, as we said before. Mm-hmm. But one of his flaws, as we introduce this program, is that the more glory he saw of Jesus, the more revelation he got. Uh. Yeah. The more he wanted glory for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. is this a tricky thing or what? It's very tricky because, you know, it's like you're blessed with a talent. You're blessed with being close. You're blessed with, you know, having prestige. And it's very easy to start thinking that it's something about you instead of something mm-hmm. about God, that you're not worthy of it, but you're mm-hmm. just blessed by it. Yes. And I think... Um, I think this is something that happens to a lot of people with with religion altogether. That's why people that are non not religious mm-hmm. don't want to have anything to do with religion because they say that a lot of religious people have this holier than thou attitude. Right. Yeah. Like I'm better than you somehow because you know. Yeah. I don't say bad words. Mm-hmm. I, I eat this. I eat yes. this. And, and look at mm-hmm. all the things that you're doing and saying. Yeah. And they start sounding superior, but uh, that's not the way Jesus sounded. That's why all these no. sinners wanted to yeah. be he close. He said, "I came to what serve? The Son of Man came not to you yeah. know be served, but to serve." And he was sinless. And to give his life, and still yeah. was attractive to other mm. people to come. To him, so right. obviously he didn't have this attitude that yeah. look at me, mm-hmm. I have the Bible under my armpit yeah. all day long. So yeah. obviously he wasn't like being that. sinless is not the sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is this is something that uh, James really struggled with, and and uh, you know he was the son of Zebedee, rather of John, like we said, and they were well well to do in the sense that they had a fishing business. Yeah. They had hired servants. You can read mm-hmm. all about this in Mark chapter 1, verse 20, when they're called. Yeah. Um, but they were zealous. We we saw John last time, uh, last program. They were zealous and passionate. Remember yeah. what they wanted to do with the Samaritan? Yeah. They wanted to call down fire from heaven for Jesus and destroy them. Yeah. yeah so very were, Christian thing to do. Yeah, they were passionate <laughs> and zealous, but they they had issues of ego. Yes. It's like they're, they're not mm-hmm. with us they're or they us, they're not yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or they kind of rejected us yeah so we're gonna go ahead go and, and do away them. with them yeah. <laughs> yeah but perhaps one of the ones that has always just touched me in the sense of the contrast is a transfiguration account and so mm. we're going to take our listeners uh there to mark chapter nine you know only three people so Jesus transfigured in the sense that God decided to show these three disciples, these special disciples, Jesus' glory 
mm-hmm. um, because you know it was veiled here on earth. They right. saw him as a human being, but yeah. they're going to see something supernatural happen here. They're going to see Jesus in his glory, and the transfiguration account is in several places, including Mark chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have it. One, yeah, is, yeah. Okay, and, uh, starting in verse two, it says, "After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain, where they were all alone." There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. See, it's very interesting to me that God uh, would decide to do this uh, almost like an appetizer mm. of heaven for them. And, and yeah. almost like he removed the veil mm-hmm. and they're going to see Jesus, God, Jesus, yeah. you know. And and James gets to see this, mm-hmm. gets to see the glory. Uh, James got to see many other things, and, and we don't have time to mention them all. But, for example, James was part of that inner circle that saw the resurrection of Jairus' daughter. Yes. Remember that mm-hmm. when Jesus did the reg- mm-hmm. resurrection, she, he called Peter, James, and John, John. again. Yep. He's, he heard the private prayer in Gethsemane. You know, Jesus kept asking him, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to pray with him and yes. stay awake stay and all awake, of that. please. Yeah. But here he sees the glory. No yeah. other person aside from Peter and John saw this. Mm. So you would think that if you see the glory of God, it would humble you. That <laughs> 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 you would be scared. That you'd you know say, "Woe is me!" But you know, exactly. Yeah. And so that's why this is so striking. That at the end of this chapter, they are talking about who of them have the most glory. Mm. You yeah. know, and and this is a call to attention uh, for me because. Is, I guess this is the human heart. Yeah. You know, you see, I always say to people, when people think they're holy, mm. watch out. Yes. Because they're very far, far away from, from God. God. Yeah. Uh, because the closest you are to God, the more... Uh, unworthy sim- you're going to feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unworthy, mm-hmm. sinful. Yes. You're going to feel, uh, you know, that you are... So that's why the Christian actually lives with a paradox of, I know I'm saved, mm-hmm. but I know it's not because of me. Right. But when you're thinking that it is because of you, yeah, you got a problem. Yeah, you got Mm -hmm. a problem when you. So the closer you are to God, and I hope all of our listeners are are listening to this very carefully. If you have, you know, people walking around saying, "I haven't sinned (laughs) since July," you know, make sure that you know that that person is not speaking uh, for God because because the closer you are to God, yeah. The more mm-hmm. sinful you you actually will feel. Yes. So yeah. James starts going the other way. He, uh, you know, he he sees Jesus, he sees all his glory, and a very funny little dialogue happens in Mark chapter nine, verse thirty three to thirty seven. And if you have it, uh, maybe you want to read yeah. it for us. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, "What were you arguing about on the road?" But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. <laughs> Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. And then, and then after that, he took a child yeah, in his arms and said, "Look, see, see, this is chi- this child. Whoever receives one mm. child like this in my name receives me. Whoever receives me does not re- uh, receive me. Does not receive me, but him who sent me." He says, mm-hmm. "Like this hierarchical thing you guys have going on yeah. is not from God." No, you know. And I think this is a very important point because um, you know he was ambitious and self-seeking. He needed to be transformed, but he kept talking about. Who's the greatest? Mm, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest? Yeah, I'm who? the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, and some church boards still oh, look that way. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yes. Where, you know, mm-hmm. but the truth is, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. The the climax of Mark is in chapter ten, coming up, and and uh, Jesus' verse of, of forty five that where he says, you know, the Son of Man came uh, to serve. Actually, I'll read it for you, Mark ten forty five. Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And right before Jesus does that, James again is talking about glory and throne and being yes. on the right and the mm. left. And we're going to talk a little bit. One on your right, one on the left. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. So instead of, Jesus says, look, in, instead of being a seeker of glory, be a seeker of serving. Mm. You know, because the real leader, yes. the real disciple, the radical disciple, mm. Lives in awe of God's grace. Yes, you know, and um, yes, the reversal of values in light of the cross. Yes, it's, yes. Somebody told me something funny one time when you know some denominations, including ours, have struggled with women in ministry. You mm. know, and what what hierarchy to to give them. Yes, and they said, you know, sometimes we we um, have a hard time saying you can be ordained or you can be a minister because we have given hierarchy to that. But if we said the person that is ordained to the ministry is going to be the servant that's going to clean the floor of the church uh-huh. he said we would have done this for women long time ago <laughs> yeah mm, <laughs> long yes, time ago and yes. I think it's, it's funny because the truth is Jesus already did that long time ago he said Absolutely. the leader is going to mm. be the servant mm-hmm. so when you are called to ministry you are actually called to service not yes. to glory yes you know and uh, <laughs> it's funny because we, we have made it into a hierarchical thing you mm-hmm. know sometimes I have an office art that is very special to me because um, my mother made it she was quite an artist and and Hebrews 2 9 is the verse that is under the the art I don't know if you've seen it in my office and if you haven't maybe you can see it this week I think I have but I need to take a closer look at it yeah it has two crowns one is the crown of glory and the other one is the crown of, of thorns and it says crowned with glory because he suffered death ah uh, yes you know we become disciples uh, through the beholding of one who decided to go to the cross to mm. become our Savior. That mm-hmm. was His glory. Yeah. And when we accept that glory, we get the reversal of values mm. in light of the cross. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.